0: Uh, we're we're beginning we, we we started this series in the Gospel of Mark, looking at the life of Jesus. And the, the premise of this whole series is that if Jesus is the most important figure in the history of the world, uh, if we claim to be followers of Jesus, then it stands to reason that we would wanna know everything that we possibly can about him, that we would wanna know as much about Jesus uh, as we possibly can. We would wanna know everything that we can possibly know about what it means to follow Jesus, and so that's what we've been looking at, and we're gonna continue this right up uh, until Easter, and uh, looking at, at the life of Jesus, considering what he means to us, uh, trying as best we can to be a brighter, clear reflection of Christ in the world. And this morning, we're in chapter four of the Gospel of Mark, and it's a very familiar passage for a lot of you so I want to challenge you this morning because most of these stories in Mark are really familiar to you but I want to challenge you this morning and encourage you to consider this for the first time to to look at these verses maybe uh in a in a new way in a fresh way maybe even just suspending past information for a little while and taking a fresh look at what this uh, this passage is about. Jesus is going to use parables, and and if you've been in church more than like twice, I'm, I'm sure you've heard about parables, but parables were one of the most common ways that that Jesus taught. If you go to the Gospel of Luke, about a third of the Gospel of Luke is parables uh, of Jesus, that Jesus told stories. Uh, He used illustrations that were common to the people living in the first century, uh, to to his audience, the people he was trying to communicate with, and always these parables create a picture, they build a picture of something that Jesus wants to communicate, and you all know, we all know that we, we think in pictures a lot, we um, remember things in pictures a lot, and Jesus was using these to get his point across. So this morning, we're going to look at the parable of the sower uh, out of Mark 4, and I want you to think about that this is primarily about Jesus. Jesus. And so part of what we're gonna do this morning is we're gonna learn as much as we can from these these verses, 20 verses here, about who Jesus is, but here's what happens to us. When we begin to look at who Jesus is, we always see ourselves clearer. We always see ourselves from a different perspective. Um, We can grade ourselves on the curve when we look at everybody else, but when we look at our lives up next to Jesus, It forces us to take an honest look at who we are, take an honest look at our our own lives. So join me as we look at this passage. Now, I wanna give you a heads up in the very beginning because Jesus is going to teach. Now, the scene is this, that he is in the area around Galilee, uh, still in that region, northern part of the kingdom of Israel. And he is starting to draw huge crowds. And so as these crowds get bigger and bigger and people want to be next to him, uh, people have seen him do a miracle, they've heard him speak, maybe they've heard about the miracles, uh, for whatever reason, uh, they can't wait to get close to Jesus. And so these crowds of people are, are getting so big and so unruly that that uh, it's crowding Jesus. And so what he does on this day is he steps into a boat, he has the boat pushed out a little bit into the water, and now his voice is going to echo off the water, He He's going to communicate to a huge crowd of people. And here's what he's going to say to them. Let's begin just verse one. It says, he began to teach beside the sea and a huge crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and he sat in it on the sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. So there's the picture. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen. Now, let's just stop for a quick second, all right? Jesus said, and there's an exclamation there. He said in very strong language, "Listen, I know this is a challenge, right? Uh, because some of you are already thinking about brunch. Uh, some of you are thinking about, you know, politics. Some of you think about kind, you know, uh, your stomach's growling. You didn't get your coffee or donut hole, whatever. You're, you know, our minds, uh, you know, pay attention because you're starting to wander already. Our minds do that." Often, right? And so Jesus wants to make sure that everybody gets it. And so he says emphatically, Listen. And then he starts to tell the story. He says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. And other seed fell on the rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and immediately it sprang up. But since there was no depth of the soil, uh, when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. We have two kinds of soil. First, we have the really hard packed soil uh, that the seed wouldn't go in. Now we have the shallow soil that as soon as it got hot, uh, it had no roots. It was too shallow and it withered away. And he continues on. He says, and then other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain and other seeds fell on good soil and it produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30 fold, 60 fold and a hundred fold. In verse nine, check this out. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. What? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here's what I want you to pay attention to. In the very beginning of this, Jesus says emphatically, listen. And at the end of this parable, he says it again. Listen, pay attention. Because Jesus knew that we have a hearing problem, that often we only hear what we really wanna hear Or often we hear something and we're so busy preparing a response that we really don't pay attention to what the person's saying because we're too busy rehearsing what we're gonna say in response to that person so we don't really listen or we don't really care what they have to say or we've already decided that we're not gonna do what they have to say or we're not gonna pay attention to it. For whatever reason, we have a hearing problem and Jesus wants our attention and so he says, listen, And then he says, let he who has ears, let him hear. This is really important. Well, I love this picture because uh, he starts with the sower and that he says that God the Father is the gardener and he liberally sows seed. He liberally throws his seed out on the ground. And some of the seed lands on this hard packed earth. If you can picture this field, and it's, there's a, there's a path that, that people have just walked on. Uh, people have taken their oxen over, and over a period of time, it just gets pounded down and pounded down and pounded down until it's so hard packed that when you drop seed on it, the seed just bounces off the ground and can't go in to the soil. And he says that the birds come and it's just gone it has no impact and and then he said there's a second kind of soil that and if you lived in this area around Galilee you would know this so it's very appropriate to the first century this and in this area this region because they had an issue with limestone and you could look out at the field and the soil would look perfectly normal but what you can't tell is what's just underneath so a few inches under the topsoil would be this layer of limestone and so you might sow your seed and it would go down and it would hit this hard layer of limestone and it wouldn't go any further. And so when the plant came up, it wasn't able to sink roots deep into the ground. And as soon as the sun came out and scorched it, it would start to wither and it would die and it would go away. And and so so, so Jesus is saying there are some people and their hearts, their lives are like like that hard packed soil. And then there are other people who are like the shallow soil. And then there's a, a third kind of person and, uh, and, and they're the kind of person that, that they, the seed is sown and it grows, but then all of a sudden the thorns and the weeds, and I think we have a picture of uh, what that might look like. So that's a bramble bush in Israel. So, so when, when Jesus is talking about weeds, here's the picture that they're imagining, and you can see how nothing could survive that. It chokes the life out of everything. It's not just a few weeds like my yard after it's been raining so much. Uh, it's not just a few weeds uh, scattered around, but this is a bramble bush. These are thorns that grow, and they just choke everything else out. Nothing else can live and Jesus says this is, this is what's happening, that the seed is sown and it begins to grow but all of a sudden these thorn bushes and weeds start to grow and they choke the life out of the plant and it dies. And then finally he says there's a fourth kind and that's the good soil and the seed goes deep and the seed goes into rich earth and the seed grows and it yields a fruit that's 40, 60, 100 times more. It's more than anything that we can imagine and he says, this is the picture that I want you to have. And I love this because Jesus is, is uh, giving this parable. He's in the boat, right? And there's this huge crowd of people and his disciples are there. And, and so I can just picture, you know, Matthew, the disciple Matthew, he's probably got his hand. He's looking really thoughtful. And that's, that's very good, Jesus. That's a great story. Thank you. That's, that's profound. Peter He's probably a little bit more exuberant. He's probably yelling, preach, that's awesome. Yeah, go, Jesus, tell them, you know, the seed, the ground, you know, the weeds, you know, go, Jesus. And and then they're doing all, you know, and they're in this crowd. And then after everybody leaves, it, it says that the disciples came to Jesus and he said, okay, what was it about those seeds in the ground? We don't get any of that. But certainly they weren't going to show that, right? They weren't going to. They weren't going to stand in front of all those people. And go, Duh. Uh, what's he talking? They're going to try to look at. But then when they got alone with Jesus, when the crowd is gone, they said, "Okay, Jesus, <laughs> we miss that whole thing about the seeds. Would you explain that to us?" And so Jesus does. He explains it to him. Listen to what he says. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked about the parable. So there's a few other people besides the twelve. And he said to them, "To you has been given the secret." of the kingdom of God. But for those who are outside, everything is in parable so that they may indeed see but not perceive and they may indeed hear but not understand lest they would turn and be forgiven. And he said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all of the parables? So now he's going to explain it. He he, he says this. He says, do you not, uh, he, he said that the sower sows the word. And okay, think about this for a second. In John 1, When John's describing Jesus, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Here, here Jesus is saying, he's talking about the word again. And and so the picture I want you to have is that the father, the gardener, the great gardener, is sowing the seeds of Jesus. He's sowing the seeds of his kingdom, that he sends his son to show us how to live, to die for us, to be raised again. So Jesus says here that, The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path, the first kind, where the word is sown and they hear it, but Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. And these these are the ones that, on the rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while, and then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. So let me just stop for a quick second and talk about these two. So Jesus is saying that the first kind is the hard-packed earth, and and, uh, that when the seed is sown, that that Satan, the enemy, now, Troy did a great job in a really tough passage last week talking about this, but here's what I want you to notice, that, that Jesus doesn't pause and say, well, let me explain to you this whole Satan concept. Let me explain to you this whole evil concept because they, 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 they already got that part. That wasn't news to them that there was an enemy of this, this world, that there was an opposite to God. So he, he just says Satan comes and snatches it away before it can take any root and, and they're completely lost and, and most scholars would say that Jesus is referring to the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees and the scribes, that, <coughs> that they were so con- convinced that they were right that they had already determined that they weren't going to buy anything that Jesus was saying, that they had already made up their minds that, that they were going to try to refute him, uh, and, and they were going to try to find fault against him, and they were going to try to get rid of him. They already had plans. They were already trying to formulate plans for how they were going to get rid of Jesus, and they were determined not to hear, so they wouldn't pay attention to anything that he was saying, and as I was look, reflecting on this idea, uh, and I thought, you know, how to- how many times in my life have I, have I just decided, I don't even want to know this. I don't want to hear hear this I don't want any part of this and I've made up my mind ahead of time I'm not going to listen and Jesus is saying listen pay attention I also thought of this great story how many you guys are all familiar with the Chronicles of Darnia Right by C.S. Lewis, uh, there's one book called *The Magician's Nephew*, and in *The Magician's Nephew*, uh, th- there's there's Uncle Andrew, a- and he's kind of the protagonist in this m- in this book, and 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 he has this magic dust and he, dust, and he can send people to Narnia. There's a a picture from one of the uh, movies about *The Chronicles of Narnia*, but Uncle Andrew has already decided that he knows how the magic works, and he knows how things are supposed to be. He finds himself in Narnia, and uh, and he refuses to listen. He refuses to to hear uh, to anything that's going on. And so the animals in Narnia, you know, the animals can talk and they're trying to talk to Uncle Andrew and he runs away because all he hears are growls and, and all he hears are noises from the animals and he falls into this water and they think he's a tree and they try to, they try to plant him in the ground. But here's what Aslan, Aslan the great lion, who's a, the picture of Jesus in the Chronicles of Narnia, listen to what Aslan says about Uncle Andrew. He thinks great folly, child, said Aslan. The world is bursting with life for these few days because the song which I have called it into life still hangs in the air and rumbles in the ground. It will not be so for long, but I cannot tell that to this old sinner and I cannot comfort him either. He has made himself unable to hear my voice. If I spoke to him, he would hear only growlings and roarings. Oh, Adam's son, how cleverly you defend yourself against all that might do you good that all he could hear were growlings. You see, if we make up our mind that we don't want to hear Jesus, then all we hear are the growlings and the roars. We don't really hear the words of Jesus. We don't really understand the love of Jesus. That's the shallow or that's the the hard packed, and then the shallow uh, soil is is more of a picture. It starts with a picture of the crowds. You know, they were they were curious, they were excited, they wanted to see what Jesus uh, was going to do. But but they were there for reasons of kind of what's spectacular, what's what's impressive, what's Jesus going to do uh, to to you know to kind of excite the crowd today? What kind of magic is he going to do today? And and so they were they were there and they were waiting to see what Jesus was going to do. But when times got hard, they they fled from Jesus. And and then of course I think about the twelve disciples do you remember that moment that Jesus is walking with his disciples it's later on in Mark and and he says who do people say that I am and and they say some say you're a prophet and Jesus said well who do you say that I am and Peter said you're the Christ in Matthew, it says, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And he, and Peter got the right answer. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. I know exactly who you are, but here's what happens to, to, to Peter. His, his seed is in shallow ground. It's not been dug deep yet. And when Peter says that, he's got the right answer, but he doesn't understand what he's saying. And, and remember, when Jesus had been arrested and this little slave girl comes and she confronts him and she says, I know you were with him. You're one of his followers. And Peter Peter denies Jesus three times. He flees the scene. He says, I never knew him. He swears and says, I never knew who he was. He didn't hold up. He was in shallow soil. And then Jesus starts to explain the the, the third one. The thorns and the weeds that choke the growth of the seed. Maybe this is the scariest one. Because this might be where we live the most. This, This is... The, the seed goes into the ground and, and it starts to come up and it's trying to bear fruit, but there are thorns. And there are bramble bushes, and there are weeds that start to grow around it. There are all the the things of life, or or the goals, or the ambitions, or the fears, or whatever it is in our lives that begin to choke out the life of Christ in us. That begin to sort of overwhelm uh, our faith. That that kind of take begin to take the place of Jesus in our lives. What are those things? And and Jesus is saying that this isn't that this is soil that has a shot. This is soil that's good. That the seed goes in, but all of a sudden the cares of life and, and the other desires start to choke it out, start to take over, and, and it doesn't produce any fruit. It doesn't accomplish, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And, and I think that this, for me, is the scariest one because this feels more like, like me. Most of us live probably between the second kind of soil and the third kind of soil. That either we find that, that in, the, in a crisis or in a tough time that we're really shallow in our faith that we're quick to run, we're quick to deny. Or we find that, that we had this faith and, and we can think about a time in our lives when we were so excited about Jesus and, and so excited about our faith, but, but then life started to happen and careers and families and crises and all these things start to happen. And, and before we know it, it's starting to choke the life out of our faith. And we're like, what happened? Why don't, I, why don't I feel the same? am well, I'm not experiencing the same. And then there's that fourth kind that Jesus talks about and that's the soil that goes deep. That's the kingdom soil. You see, Jesus said that you're learning the secret of the kingdom of God, that I'm bringing a kingdom that's not based on the old Jewish law, but it's based on the law of love. It's not based on keeping certain rules and obeying certain things, but it's built on loving your neighbor. It's built on... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving your neighbors yourself. It's completely opposite of of how the world has been going. It's built on on looking at people's needs and meeting those needs. It's built on loving people the way Christ has loved us and and not based on whether or not they're lovable or not based on their position or their status or or anything else. But it's an unconditional love that Christ offers. He says that's the kingdom. That's the secret of the kingdom. And they're they're missing it and you have a chance. The secret of the kingdom of heaven is that Jesus desires to go as deep into our lives as possible. He wants to go deep uh, into our hearts, deep into our lives, so that he can produce a fruit in our lives, that he can make our lives more productive, more fruitful than we could ever imagine. That's why the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians three, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. So here's the challenge this morning for us, is is that Jesus wants us to listen. Listen to your life. Listen to the words of Jesus. Uh, Take them seriously. Uh, look at your life as you reflect upon Jesus and, and des, to decide this morning, uh, am, I, am I shallow? Am I, am I ready to bail at the quickest, at, at, the, at the easiest moment, at the first sign of trouble? Um, are there weeds growing in my life that are choking out the life of Jesus? Now, here's something else about first century farming and gardening, is that the sower would sow the seed and then he would plow it. He didn't plow a neat rows and then put seed in the rows, but he would spread the seed and then he would start churning the earth and, and churning that seed. And, and, and here's what I'm asking this morning is that, that, that we would allow the Lord to, to churn the soil of our lives, to upend that soil, to take us deeper than we ever imagined so that he can use this us in ways that we maybe never dreamed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and thank you for this parable that you've given us that, that challenges us, Lord, but reminds us of, of your heart, reminds us of your love for us, of what you desire for us. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that, that your seed, the seed of your word would go deep into our hearts, Lord, and that you would plow through the issues in our lives so that we might bear fruit for your kingdom and for your sake. Well, Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen.